You're listening to DraftKings Network. for the sound so you can sync the sound i always figure it out uh, all right everyone there you go three two one wow <laughs> all we right we could not have been more off like we're off <laughs> I, I, I was i was looking at something welcome to the mystery crate i'm chris i'm here with the shipping container and today we have a very special guest and that is jessica smetana well i i guess at this point you're not a guest you're just a member of the show who's with us but <laughs> We are introducing Jessica to the audience this week on the show, and we figured that to further kind of delve into the character of Jessica, not just just have her contribute to the show, but actually let's get to know Jessica a little bit. So we decided to do an AMA. So I'm here with Chris, with Billy, and with Roy to grill Jessica about various aspects of her life. Now, we have taken submissions from the audience on our Twitter, at Levitard Show. And we will ask some of those, but I've asked each of the guys to come with one question. So I will start with Roy. Roy, what is your question for Jessica? All right, Jessica, uh, we're all about food here on this show, especially Chris and I. Um, and Chris is, what are you shaking your head, Chris? Ah, oh, man, I just, you know, you didn't have to go for the fat joke this early. In the <laughs> I didn't go for the fat joke. I included myself. I said Chris and I. I thought he was talking about me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Chris. Cody and I are big into the food. So Chris Cody has this terrible take about barbecue and it says it's overrated. Now, you being from Chicago and uh, it's a nice meat and potatoes town, how are you on barbecue? How can barbecue be overrated? That's right. That's what I'm saying. I just, yeah, this is a, this is a youth. This is for you, Jessica. I don't want to give my takes again. It's just okay. overrated. I'm allowed to have that opinion. I just think it's not. No, you're not. That like, you're not allowed to have I, that. You're opinion. not allowed to have that. It's, opinion. it's a stupid ass opinion. It's just not something that I'm regularly like, man, I am. I just really am in the mood for some barbecue. Like if it's I around, think, I'll eat it. I just think that that means you've probably never had really good barbecue before. I would love to take you to the smoking pig in Anderson, South Carolina. Actually, it might be in Pickens. I'm not sure. But I would love to take you there, take you to a Clemson game. You can try the brisket. You can try the pulled pork. Maybe some fried chicken. If we're in, if we're in the area looking for some fried chicken, there's some good food there. I know that's not technically barbecue, but I, I feel like you probably need to be enlightened a little bit on, on Southern food culture. I'm actually going to Charleston, South Carolina next month. So I don't know. Okay, Charleston. There is, there is a place called Sweatman's Barbecue in, I can't remember the name. Oh, I think it's in Utah, South Carolina, like E-U-T-A-U, kind of a confusing spelling. Sweatman's Barbecue in kind of in the middle of nowhere, probably 30 minutes from Charleston. You gotta go, get big styrofoam plate of pulled pork, get a couple sides, get the banana pudding. You're gonna be set for life. You will change your mind. It will make you change your mind about this god awful take. Chris, have, have you ever gone to like the barbecue hotspots, Kansas City, the South? Like, have you actually gotten proper barbecue? Or are you judging your. been opinion? to Memphis. Have I? I have. I've been to Nashville. <laughs> I've been to Nashville where I got like some hot Nashville hot chicken, but that's not barbecue. So. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did like the Nashville hot chicken. Okay. Um, I like, I, I I don't dislike, see, Roy runs with this take because he loves barbecue more than anything. I just think that it's just, whatever, we can move on. You said it was overrated, Chris. Overrated. That's just a bad take. It's a ludicrous Billy, opinion. I feel like Billy agrees with me. I feel like Billy agrees with me. I do not. It, how did this <laughs> from Jessica to grilling Chris very quickly? 
<laughs> well, we're more like barbecuing Chris right now. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, Jessica, spit. understandably, uh, went back at Chris for his dreadful opinion. All right, Billy, what do you have for Jessica? Jessica, you seem to visit Sesame Street based on a photo that I saw. What were the Muppets like? I guess they're, Mupp- they're Muppets, right? Because it's Jim Henson's universe of characters. Yeah, I think like not all Sesame Street characters are Muppets, but all... Oh, wait, no, not all Muppets are on Sesame Street, but all Sesame Street characters are Muppets, right? Like, rectangle square situation. I So I didn't actually go to Sesame Street. Sesame Street came to the studio where I was producing a show at Sports Illustrated, so I was able to get the Muppets on the show. We had Oscar the Grouch, we had Cookie Monster, and we had Grover and Abby. And we had Oscar the Grouch, we had him read bad tweet takes out of his garbage can, so he, like, pulled like bad tweets out and read them. It was very funny. It was for a segment on on a show I used to produce. I was a big fan. They were very, very sweet Muppets, except Oscar. Oscar was very grouchy. Um, And Cookie Monster ate a cookie in front of me, and it was very, very endearing. I was going to ask you about Oscar and if he was actually grouchy or not, because I feel like Oscar's probably a little misunderstood, but it seems like he's not. Like, everybody's figured him out. Yeah, I don't really think he has that much complexity as a character. I think he really is just grouchy. I think the Cookie Monster's terrifying. Terrifying. Wow. Like, like as a kid, I had nightmares about the Cookie Monster. Of all the monsters, the Cookie Monster is the one that gave you nightmares. He so voraciously goes after cookies. He's a sweet man. He really is a sweet man. (laughs) Did the, did the mystique of these Sesame Street characters go away a little bit when you saw they were just clearly like people with their hands and a bunch of material? Oh, come on, Chris. What? They're what? not people. No, they're not. What are you talking Children. about? Children. Oh, I mean, come on. Listen, they're Muppets. They're Muppets. I don't know what you're talking about. That's weird. Chris, what's your question for Jessica? Yeah, asshole. Jessica. <laughs> Who's the most famous person in your phone right now that you could text Ooh. and they would actually respond? That's a really good question. Can they join the Zoom now? Let me think. Um, probably, probably like a Notre Dame adjacent person if I had to guess. Oh, maybe like an NFL football player or two that I've like done a shoot with, but that would be really unprofessional. If you meet someone in a professional capacity, you can't, you know, get them on the Zoom for the Mystery Crate episode. I feel like you just kind of ruin that bond them responding to you is a key ingredient of this question because i have Dwayne wade's phone number in my phone just because being like around the show i've like gotten a bunch of phone numbers but i don't is- think you have Dwayne wade okay phone. you're right that, it might this be an is old the number. second time you brought this up on mr yeah. Crane. Saying, the last an time an exa- you didn't want to facetime him but either it's an deliver on this a, or don't it's an example of a number that i have <laughs> but i don't actually have like, call him and see call him and see i'm not doing it. this again we're not in ruin reruns now i'm i asked why are we doing this you guys you keep turning on me. I just asked her a question. Well, barbecue and Chris. You literally asked me that question so you could tell me you have exactly. No, I was giving an example <laughs> of someone in my phone that wouldn't text me back. That's why mm-hmm. I said someone that would text you back. Well, I think probably like one of the Notre Dame NFL players that I went to college with. Ooh, do you have Brady Quinn's number? Uh, I don't think so. No, we've only met in person one time. I actually mm-hmm. have Brady Quinn's number. I could probably get him on here. Get him on right now. <laughs> but did, he wouldn't respond like probably Brady to Quinn? you. He probably wouldn't it, it has been a while since we were colleagues at cbssports.com, yeah. Oh, my God. Just one humbled brag after another <laughs> on this today. You didn't have to give us the entire cbssports.com. This, is this episode about me, or are you, like, asking me these questions to talk about yourselves? Oh, uh, Jessica, yeah. I mean, who, like, get someone on the Zoom. Like, who, who, who could you get? I don't know. I don't, like, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, like, embarrass myself by having them come on this Zoom with this Motley crew. Like, they might not get the show. I don't know. 
really. Motley wow. Crue. So already we're we're three days Jeez. in and you're already embarrassed of us. Yes. Wow. I just can't, I actually I don't think I have anyone famous enough. Like it's just I'm looking right now. I just come back to me at, at the end of the show. Oh, I have Camille Costic. She's a, a very famous Ooh, co-host of Wipeout on TBS now. Yeah. Bronx girlfriend, right? Yeah, she's a she's a model. She's really nice, very friendly person. Uh, was never not dancing, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's her. I have Dan Lebetard's phone number. <laughs> wow, he's pretty famous. <laughs> All right, before we get um, to the questions anyway. from the... Now, Jessica, go ahead and go through your texts. I would say probably okay. you're on a texting relationship with someone if it's been less than six weeks since you've texted them. Otherwise, it's an out-of-the-blue text. I would say that's probably the farthest you can go w- without saying you really you, you can get a response from this person, right? If you don't text someone for six weeks, you don't really text with them. I don't know, but it is, it is a pandemic, so I think like the amount of communication is kind of stretched out now. Like there are people not in a pandemic who I would text because I'd see them every month or so that now I just haven't seen in like 14 months, you know? That's completely fair. All right, so before we get to the questions from the listeners, I'll ask my question, which is, is there a piece of pop culture that you have not consumed that you are embarrassed to admit that you haven't? Star Wars. Wow. Proud of you. Not a, not a one of them? I've never seen a Star War. I am the biggest Lord of the Rings fan you will ever meet. And so people automatically assume that I'm a big Star Wars fan because they're the same, like, you know, fantasy genre thing. But I've never seen Star Wars. I've tried to watch them. But, you know, I, I was starting with the older ones, which are just, like, not quite as watchable anymore in terms of like the, the tech and everything like that graphics etc so yeah i've never i've never seen any of them are you just not into it like have you been to disney world i know those are two different questions yes i have been to disney world not since i was much younger and yeah i just i so here's a here's the thing when my first like halloween costume i remember wanting to be or like dressing up as was darth vader so when i was like four I told my parents, I really want to be Darth Vader for Halloween. And they were like, you haven't even seen Star Wars. And I was like, I don't care. And I had the full Darth Vader thing with like the helmet. And I just like walked around the house and said like, Luke, I am your father. But I had no idea Just like his aura or? I just, (laughs) yes, I think I saw it on TV and I was like, that's me. I'm that guy. So in Disney World now, there's like a Star Wars land, right? And I've seen, I mean, as a kid, I saw maybe like the first or second one, right? But I haven't seen like all of the ones after in the episode six and seven. And then some of those are before and after. Right. And then when you go to Disney World and you enter like the Star Wars land or you go on like the Star Wars ride, you're like, wow, it seems like a lot of people are like really into this. And like my dad <laughs> yeah. was there and he's like, we should we should look into this. Like, it seems like we're missing out on something a lot of people enjoy. And we're like, yeah, yeah, let's. Let's look into that. And that was like three years ago, and we haven't seen any Star Wars since. So, <laughs> right. Is there anyone in the show who's a, who's a big uh, Star Wars guy? Because I I couldn't give less of a shit. Amin El Hassan. Well, not our show. No, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking Star about the, among the five people on the Zoom. I am the same as Jessica. I mean, I'm like Billy. I've seen a couple of them, but I could not tell you any major like plot lines and stuff. Roy, I am not into Star Wars. I did watch The Mandalorian uh, because I was pressured into watching by Donald Faison because he's a Star Wars fan. Name Wait. dropping it. Wow. Here we go. I had to, I had to, I had to watch. You, you and Everyone's you and Donald Faison, a couple of mentions cutting it up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was on this podcast. So yeah. Wow. What's the opposite of what Chris asked you? A piece of pop culture that you're embarrassed to say you have watched? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not sure if I. I'm really not embarrassed about anything that I like because I feel like 
there's no need to be. Like, if you like something, you like it. Around the room, a piece of pop culture you're embarrassed to admit you've seen. For me, it's Love Island on Hulu. I've watched four of the six seasons. <laughs> That's like 160 episodes of a dating show. Yeah. How do you watch that? I can't get into that. It's too many episodes. Each season's like 30-something episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's on like six nights a week during the summer in England. And I watch it because I have a problem. If Keeping Up with the Kardashians comes on, I'm watching it every time. So I have a Peacock login, mm. and I've shared it with very many people because if for the Premier League, there are some games that are only on Peacock. So like I've given it to like four or five people. The other day, I go into my Peacock, and someone had watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I don't mm. know who it was because no one who I think... <laughs> <laughs> no one who I think I've given it to has what have you ever encountered this where you're your your password sharing and you get things in your algorithm or you go go thing get things in your previously watched it's like where did this come from one thing that has happened to me similar to that not quite the same I logged into my Netflix one day about a year ago and someone had changed my Netflix icon you know when you sign in and there's like the different profiles someone changed my picture to the cartoon pillow from Big Mouth that the one character always has sex with. And it has like, you know, it has like makeup on and like, a, it's like a, a very like sexy pillow. Someone changed my icon to that. And I don't, it was someone in my family. And I don't <laughs> think anyone else in my family watches that show or understood the reference. And I, I still am perplexed by why that is my, my photo on Netflix. I saw this diabolical person on social media. I think it was on TikTok who uh, w was using the Hulu account of their, their ex-girlfriend and change the last account because you got you don't like get like multiple profiles and you click the profile change the right. fourth profile to settings and so it made it seem so Brutal. it's like this is settings profile <laughs> i understand uh your usage of big words because you're very educated oh, but i don't think in common conversation i've ever referred to a normal human being as diabolical i think like i reserve diabolical for like evil masterminds and people that are trying to take over the world but not right. someone that would like change a login on netflix i saw diabolical. i saw you brain i saw you picking into brain is diabolical i saw you roll guy. your eyes at me and i thought it was because i was watching tiktoks not because i used the word diabolical like i'm so far beyond caring about using the word diabolical i didn't i i picked up on the wrong thing as a reason why you rolled your eyes at me you being on tiktok is more surprising to me than anything else that's been revealed today <laughs> and mm. i i love tiktok is the best app on my phone i lost yeah, but I so don't TikTok I, now i'm day. imagining chris like at home like in the mirror practicing making the dances, TikToks, but <laughs> not <laughs> publishing them like he looks at it and he's like I could do that. Like I could do that. Show us your drafts. Put it out. Show yeah. us your drafts, Woody. Let's see. He's flossing on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Every night, Chris lays in bed, watches an hour of TikToks, and then gets up and sets his stove alarm. And that is like that's just his life. Do you have a do you have security footage in my apartment? How did you know this? This is creepy. <laughs> Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party, because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. 
Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. All right, so let's get to questions from the listeners. In a similar pop culture realm, is from at Duper Smalls. What are your top three Disney movies? Ooh, that's a tough one. I have not seen most Disney movies. What? Yeah. I haven't seen like Lion King, Toy Story. I haven't seen a lot of them. I I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean's a, a Disney movie, so that's probably like top three, right? Um, what a what waste else? of what filmmaking, like by the more- way. Like, like from like Pirates of the Caribbean three on, like what a waste of Disney. I know they made money, but just like vapid content. Overdid, overdid it. Yeah, I agree. What Probably did you watch as a on. child? Like besides idolizing diabolical characters like Darth Vader <laughs> and vapid you, content. I'll tell you what I watched as a child. I watched Twilight Zone, Murder She Wrote. Magnum P.I. What the I hell? Swear you watch CBS the entire you thing in your CBS childhood? Access. You 100% have CBS All Access. <laughs> I don't. I have I have like a family member's Paramount Plus, though. It's it's clutch. But no, I swear, when I was growing up, my sister was three years older than me. And by the time I was old enough to remember watching movies, she was over Disney, like did not care anymore. And I had a nanny who was like very into like oh. sci-fi. Yes, she was in her 50s, I believe very into sci-fi and and like that whole genre so she let us watch things that we were way too young for so yeah that's why i'm a to this day actually i think this was from tales from the crypt there was an episode where a ceiling fan like decapitated someone and i saw that when i was like five to this day whenever i am in a in a bed with a ceiling fan going above my head i'm like gotta turn that off it's it freaks me out (laughs) <laughs> so when most people go to Disney World and they're like, I want to see the princesses, you're the one that was like, I want to go to Tower of Terror to see the Twilight <laughs> Zone in person. Yep, pretty much. I, I'm trying to look and see if there is like, a, you know, like how every uh, every fear has a blank phobia. I'm trying to see if there is a phobia of ceiling fans and it has a name. Probably. What, what other like non-animated Disney films are there? Because I feel like there probably are more Disney films that I've seen that just, you know. Just I had just haven't seen a lot of the classics like Little Aladdin. Mermaid, like, um, I don't think I saw. I might have seen Aladdin one time. I know the music from Disney because I like I said on the show I am a musical connoisseur, so I know the some of the songs, but I just like don't really know the plots. Like Hercules, Hercules has great music. Never seen the full movie. You said non-animated, right? Yeah, I can't think of it. Like non-animated Disney films, I probably would have a, had a better chance of seeing than the animated ones. Disney had such a monopoly on like animated movies that I thought that any animated movie that I saw as a kid was a Disney movie. And I thought any animated Disney movie was a Disney story. Like Cinderella is not a Disney story, right? Brothers Grimm. Most of them are based off of like fairy tales from Brothers Grimm. Snow White. Yeah, Snow White. George of the Jungle or Jungle to Jungle? No, never seen. Never saw Tarzan either. Chris, are you on the Disney Wikipedia page right now? I'm on IMDb of like the ranked non-animated Disney films. Chris, just go through the IMDb like rat-a-tat-tat one after the other. And Jessica, stop him with you. I'll say yes or no. I'll say yes or no. Go. Hit me. 
Number one, it, it, we got The Rookie. No. We have Enchanted. No. Race to Witch Mountain. The no. Santa Claus. Yes, that was my favorite movie when I was a little kid. So that's my favorite. That's that was my favorite Disney movie. It was not till I was like 22 that I realized the title of the film is The Santa Claus with an E because when Santa dies, the person who finds the dead body reads the Santa Claus and becomes Santa Claus. It's clever. It's very clever. I just learned that right now. Yeah. I'm gonna pretend- <laughs> it's the Chronicles of Narnia. No. The Game Plan. The no. Shaggy Dog. Well, I haven't no. even heard of the Shaggy Dog. I've never heard of most of these. High School Musical, Hannah Montana. Never saw High School Musical. I did used to watch some Hannah Montana, but again, like by the time people my age were watching Hannah Montana, I was moved on to like Law and Order SVU, you know? Like, oh I just, my God. It just, it's, you know, once you get a little fix of like murder, you keep going on to the more serious murder shows as a child, I think. You get you get hooked on murder young and it's over for you. <laughs> it's weird that the older brother in Hannah Montana was like the same age as Billy Ray Cyrus, right? Yeah, that's really weird. That kid, he seemed like a kid, but he also seemed like he was 36. No, he was like 36. <laughs> he he was. was in his 40s, yeah. What What is the piece of pop culture with the oldest person meant to be a young person john travolta in greece danny zuko in greece i think or kaneki in greece they were all in their like 40s like those guys are on medicare now kaneki's girlfriend she was she seemed like she was 48 too rizzo she's a she's a famous actress what's her name i can't remember she's yeah she's great. it was rizzo though yeah yeah, yeah. so jeff conaway would actually have been relatively young he would have been like in his mid-20s yeah that yeah he just had like a weird face, Kaniki, in Greece. My submission would have been Varsity Blues. I imagine there are people who in their 30s who are meant to be high schoolers in Varsity Blues. 100%, yeah. Next question comes from several listeners. This is something we have done on the show before. Jessica, if one of your hands could shoot out five condiments from the fingers, which five condiments would you choose? Which, it's important here, you have to tell us exactly which condiment is coming out of which finger. It's not just your top five condiments. Okay, I was expecting this one. Um, I think my index finger would be Chick-fil-A sauce. My my middle finger would probably be... This is tough. Mm, honey mustard. I mean, that's pretty similar to Chick-fil-A sauce, but a little less mayonnaise-y. Um, name some other condiments for me. Let me think about it. Ketchup. Ranch. Well, is butter Mustard, a condiment? Ketchup. That's been a big debate. No, butter is not a condiment. Okay. Mm. Well, mm. how about liquefied butter? Oh, you, just you, like, like, like like movie that's theater, true. like like yeah. movie theater butter? butter. Right. Yes. No, I, that, that's that's, that's not even butter. That's like that's called like butter topping, right? That's just like <laughs> liquid oil. Um, I probably would not have a mayonnaise finger or a ketchup finger. Barbecue sauce? Yeah, I would say barbecue sauce or like maybe Polynesian sauce out of my ring finger. But this was the one question you were prepared for? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think through all five. I just knew Chick Fil A sauce would be my main finger. The only thing that was mad at Juju Gotti for when he sent the tweet out for the prompt was tagging Jessica so she can read some of the absurd questions, and that way they wouldn't seem so absurd when we asked them. There would have been no way she could have read it. If I know, impossible it. for her. Okay, exactly. but like we could have, like we could have said, "Hey, Jessica, don't read the tweet. Like, don't you know? Like, don't don't read the replies." I didn't read most of them. There were five hundred replies, so. That's wow, probably so popular in your favor. You are. You're very popular. They were all what five condiments would come out of your fingertips, though. <laughs> I have a question for you that's somewhat serious. Were you, before you joined the show, did you listen to the show? Like, were you very familiar? Like, did you know what you were getting yourself into, kind of? <laughs> and, like, what were your expectations, I guess, coming into the show? 
I think that's a lot of people's question based off of a lot of the Twitter, like the, the tweets I've seen. Um, yes, I watched the show. I, I'll give you like two, two mini stories. The first one is that my, my first job in sports media was at SB Nation and the Levitard show used to be on TV in our newsroom every morning because they would, they would leave on ESPN. So I would just watch it all day. Couldn't always hear what was happening, but I was always like, they are having some fun. Um, but I did listen to the show. I would, you know, I followed everyone who was part of the show and would see clips online and everything because, you know, couldn't listen every single day when you're in a workplace, unfortunately. It's much easier now on, on, on demand, I have to say. The fans should not take that for granted. We're just like putting them out there, don't have to catch it live, and it's just the same. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, and then when I was in Miami on vacation in like 2017, I walked past the Clevelander and I was like, wow, that would be the coolest place to work ever. And like, that'll never happen though. What are the odds? And here I am. So I kind of always had it in the back of my head that like it would be a really cool job, but I never thought that there would be an opportunity for me on the show just because it seemed like the show was kind of like it's always kind of been set the same set amount of people. Like, you know, there have been people that have come in as like guests or, you know, not not permanently, but like temporary stays with the show. But I never thought that it would like there would be a situation in which I'd be allowed to come on and like actually be a full time member until Mike called me a couple months ago. And I was like, holy shit, this is like a dream job. I would absolutely love that. I've been a fan of the show for years but yeah, I, I would say I was like very familiar, but I was not as entrenched in the inside joke like show culture as a lot of your fans who are very, very big Levitard show fans, which I love. But uh, does that make sense? A small taste of that is on your first day. I believe you said something was a dangerous proposition and it got us proposition. all. It was like, it was something so you said it was like, they're playing a danger, but you didn't say dangerous game. And right. I yes. Jumped on it and turned it into dangerous game. And it was just that little. Was, right. Yes. I mean, I think people can probably tell I'm not like as quick to the inside jokes as like, if, if, if you, if you plopped like the biggest Levitard show fan onto the show would be, but I think that's kind of why. And like, maybe Mike Ryan could, could like speak to this more than I could, but I think that was why, um, he was interested in bringing me on as someone who's like a little bit more of an outside voice to add something that isn't as like entrenched in the show as someone who might have been like along for the ride the last four years would be. So I don't know, hopefully fans like that, but I, I have always admired the show and watched the show when I can and listened to it when I could. Oh my gosh, folks gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
it didn't come to this, but if we could go back in time to when you were passing by the Clevelander on vacation saying that would be my dream job, I would kill for that job. And you actually had to kill someone to get the job, but wow. could get away with it. Like mm. you would murder someone, you'd take their job, you wouldn't get in any trouble, you'd kind of get away with it and just kind of like assume their role. Who would you have murdered? Oh, she's killing one of us. I thought yes. she could oh, kill oh, someone. Oh. I thought she could kill someone random. Oh no, no, she has to kill one of us. But again, you get away with it no. and you get a job because on the show. I wouldn't do that because then I would be joining a show in which there's so much communal trauma that I it wouldn't no, be the same they to join this that person. show. They wouldn't miss in this scenario they wouldn't miss this person. Oh, well, then that's easy. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm not killing off one of you. It's my first week. Ask me in six months. I'll probably have an answer, but I'm not going to kill you off right now. Thank you. I, I I think I don't think we should end this podcast until Jessica gives an answer to that question. Who are you killing? I'm not killing anyone yet. All right. Who would you have killed at your old job then? Now, you know, you've, you've moved away from there. At Sports Illustrated? Man, that's a tough one. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a murderer, guys. Um, I like murder shows, but... How about not like murder, but like slowly poisoning them one day at a time? <laughs> that's diabolical. Like Phantom Thread style. What's the proper way to handle working at Sports, Sports Illustrated? Do we call it Sports Illustrated or do we call it SI? Like, what are the people that are really in there call it? A little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, make, make up your mind, yeah. Yeah. You have leftover business cards from when you left SI. I never got Sports Illustrated business cards. I ordered uh, before the Super Bowl in Atlanta a box <laughs> of business cards. And I, I had to go through all these different uh, like chains of command to get it approved for someone at my level to get business cards. But I was like, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be talking to people. We're going to be get, uh, getting guests. It'll be easier just to hand them a business card, right? So I ordered a box of like 100 or 500 business cards or something like that. It finally got approved. It was set to arrive the day that we left to go to the Super Bowl. It didn't <laughs> arrive before I left. So I leave, I go to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. The business cards got there that day after I was already in the air. I didn't have the business cards. And then when I get back, I get all the business cards, never use them. I have a box of business cards that I've handed out, maybe one business card that says ESPN. It has all of my information on it. So I just have a box of business cards somewhere. I feel like business cards are a thing of the past now. You could just be like, this is my name. Put it oh, in I know, but I'm such a nerd. I just wanted to have a business card that like had my <laughs> name on it and had like the logo. And it's like, look, I used to be. Apple, Apple should Apple should like right. on iPhone, like in your Apple wallet, like allow you to create a business QR code business card. Yeah. Or Apple, like or like Apple, Apple like uh, Apple Pay or Apple or Google wallet, like your your business card to someone. All right. Our next mm -hmm. question uh, comes to us from at Levitard Show fan. Hey, Mark. Uh, and Mark writes, hello, Jessica. The shipping container is filled with amazing impersonations. For example, Billy's with Elon Musk or Chris with Dr. Phil. The list goes on and on. What is your go-to impersonation? <laughs> the list goes on and on with uh, after two. Great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of impersonations, but... Um, oh, a lot. We have time. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like this is put, you're putting me on the spot now. Just do your top 30. We know you read this question. We know you read this question already. Come on. Hey, you should have thought of one by now. I just think that it needs to happen organically. And if you ask someone to do an impression, there's a lot more pressure than if I was just to like suddenly become Jim Morrison or something. Next question, again, comes from a plurality of people. I guess it's similar to the murder question in some way. Who plurality. are you most least excited to, to work with aboard the shipping container? Mm, well, right now, Greg Cody. 
although he's technically not in the shipping container, I, I suppose. Um, but he did call me and others in his story about the DraftKings deal. So he is on my shit list. And others. Wow, that is cold. It was like Hank Azaria, Jamel Hill, Amina Hassan, and others. Like there was one other person. <laughs> one other person to name. And I'm it's just you kidding. and Adnan Verk that are others? No, Andy <laughs> Burke was he was in it. It was literally every per, every person Metal Lark has hired except me, and and then it said and others. <laughs> it should, it should have been, been other. other. <laughs> I I laughed so hard. Jessica, what is your second favorite color? Um, probably green. Don't tell us your first. What's your food weakness? Like a food that you will just go to town on and eat way too much of? Oh, we already talked about this, but rotisserie chicken. Like, give me my bare hands in a rotisserie chicken. Like skin that thing to the bone go to town on a rotisserie chicken we're gonna need like a before and after picture next time you do that i'll literally do it tonight you just picked my dinner for me so i'm ready this is from (laughs) at sesto 420 blue or red doritos neither not a doritos fan so what's your go-to chip you heard that i I did but the uh, (laughs) barbecue take that she had earlier thank you so, Sorry, so what's your go-to chip then? And don't give me like uh, you know, pita chip organic or something like that. Like give me like <laughs> like, you know, some 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 brand some brand chips here. Um a really good tortilla chip probably would be my go-to chip. Like a, a restaurant style salty, thin, crispy tortilla chip. How much do you tip the person that cuts your hair? Twenty percent. Solid. What even yeah, so I, I honest I have no concept of women's haircut prices i i don't even the know like, way, even, it's like, way more expensive yeah than I, I, like 20 20 percent is a lot okay it's like it's usually it. what like 50 or 60 right or something like that yeah 50 or 60 dollars for a haircut in manhattan i live in manhattan chris nothing costs 50 or 60 dollars that's just here. what my wife tells Bottle me it costs. maybe she maybe it costs more expensive than that maybe if you're getting a, if you're getting a trim uh 50 or 60 would probably be that would be a, a really really good bargain if you're getting your hair colored or toned or any type of process, uh, you're looking at like 300 bucks at least plus tip. Yeah. So you're going to do it at the house. So, so you're, and you're, and you're throwing. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Take a crack at it. <laughs> so, so on I know. Top, luckily, so I, on I, top don't, of th- I don't do that. So on top of but, three bills, you're 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 given you're you're given like an, extra, an extra sixty bucks. I don't know my haircut. I don't do. I don't. I've gotten like my hair dyed like once. You cut your own twice, hair twice, but no, I don't cut my own hair. But no. What was the one thing? Like what? Like what? What's the color you attempted to change your hair to? No, I mean I got my hair like I got a balayage. You guys don't even know what that means though, so I don't even know. What oh, I, know. <laughs> I mean, what are you, Chris Whittenham? Will be a balayage. balayage? Oh, that sure. sounds like a great like word. A fancy horse. <laughs> I got a balayage last year, and it was pretty expensive, but I tipped her 20%. Explain that to us. What what is a balayage? Sounds delightful. Sounds delicious. A balayage is when you get your hair lightened, but do you know what highlights are? I assume, hopefully, Of course we know what highlights are. (laughs) Okay, it's kind of like highlights, but they're, like, more, like, underneath your hair, so your hair... Your roots of your hair are, are like more natural and darker, and then as your hair, you know, like gets longer, it's it's blonder at the ends. So you can get it in different, like, you know, different colors. So I just got mine lightened a little bit from, you know, not like it's not roots down though, like a highlight or a full set of highlights. It's it's more like underneath and more natural looking, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered yeah. having a different hair color? No. Okay. I revealed the other day that I, I want to have platinum hair. 
and I'm and I'm committed to if if a result of a soccer tournament goes a certain way that I will have platinum. You hair. should you should do the haircut that's in your Twitter photo. That Photoshop was born out of that. Yeah, I would like. That. Can you grow a beard, Chris? No, no. Really? Uh, I mean, I I could probably like it would just be super patchy. I can't either because I was gonna say you should do the platinum hair and then have like a jet black beard. Like that would be a good look. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It'd be, it yeah, would it be a nightmare. No, it'd look be great. Right. Billy's right. It would look yeah. good. No, I can't. I can't. I can't grow a beard though. So unfortunately, mm. that, that Jessica, is... do you pee in pools? What? I haven't in a pretty long time, but I do pee in the shower every day. So what? What is the uh, moral distinction there? Well, if a if it's in a pool, other people are gonna have to swim in it. It's, it's chemically like treated though. Room. Like it's not really. It's not a. It's not a problem. I'm personally the type of person who like if I wouldn't want someone else to do something in a space that I'm in, then I won't do it. So ah, if, if I don't want to, if I don't want to swim in a pool full of someone else's pee, even if it's sterilized, then I probably won't pee in that pool. However, no one else is in the shower with me, so let her rip, right? <laughs> love, a good, love a good golden rule. I just want to let that stop. Silence. <laughs> he just wanted to say golden rule. That's all. I just, I just wanted to get back I, to the golden rule. Yeah. You know, I just want to let yeah. that sit. And let it be uncomfortable. This is from right. at Josh Red Four. <laughs> How did you become a Steelers fan, and who is your all-time favorite Steeler? I am from the suburbs of Chicago. However, my mother is born and raised in Pittsburgh, and so all of my family is on that side of the family is in Pittsburgh. So when I was growing up, we would spend a lot of time in Pittsburgh, and that side of the family was very adamant that I be a Steelers fan since I was very young. And so I just kind of naturally grew up as a Steelers fan in Chicago um, since, you know, since the first NFL game I watched and then when I was really young the Steelers won a Super Bowl and so it kind of like really solidified that also I know I wasn't supposed to say my favorite color but it is yellow so that helped too as a young as a young person um so I've just been a Steelers fan my whole life I like the Bears the Bears are you know obviously my my hometown team but the Bears are extremely disappointing and they have been except for one year in my entire life was the year they played the Colts in the Super Bowl. So I just really never felt that connection with the Bears that I have with the Steelers. I think my favorite Steelers player is probably Troy Polamalu, but um, I really love Juju Smith-Schuster and um, Bougie. Obviously, his his French Bulldog is, is one of my close friends that I've never met. And uh, yeah, I've just been I've just been a Steelers fan my whole life. It's where my family lives. I'm going there next weekend, actually, to see them. So yeah, grandparents were season ticket holders. So initially, yeah. your family pressured you into being a uh, Steelers fan. Yes, because like yes, be a Steelers my, fan or else. Exactly. Yeah, and my my grandparents were season ticket holders, and my my grandpa watched the Immaculate Reception in person. He had been a Steelers fan since like the twenties when he grew up in Pittsburgh, and they were just like they were called the Pirates back then, I think. So it's a it's a you know generationally passed down fandom that I could not escape. If yes, you Billy. could lie to your future grandchildren about being at a miraculous sporting event. Not that I'm saying your grandfather did. What would it be? Because <laughs> there'd be no way to verify this. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Is it? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, so I keep saying every question's good. Yeah, no, she's quickly deciding who she would murder. Like, all just right. between yeah. all of us. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, like, the thing about the Steelers thing is that, like, they were fans. So it has to be a team that I'm a fan of, right? So... I don't know. Maybe your job, not yeah, because of your job, you could say you know I was covering this whatever it was for work okay. one time. 
I would say probably the butt fumble. If I could tell my grandchildren that I saw that in person, I think they'd be really impressed. It was on Thanksgiving Day. That would have been that would have been quite a way to spend Thanksgiving. Uh, I I also love that intimated in Billy's question is an accusation that your grandfather lied Not about being at the Immaculate Not at all. <laughs> Not, yes at all. Yes at all. Not at all what was going on there. I was just asking because, you know, I just found it curious. He went to this great thing and... There's no way to verify that, right? Like, Yeah, because he actually passed away a couple months ago, which is why I'm, I'm going to Pittsburgh next weekend for his memorial wow. service. Billy. Wow. Billy. Don't you feel like a Making jerk now? Making accusations well, of someone's dead grandparent. Now we'll never know the truth, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he took it to the grave. <laughs> All right, this is from a tweeter who Juju Gotti has recommended. I not read their their handle on the air because it would probably be bad. Uh, seeing as you seem to pick up the accent of whatever region <laughs> of the country you spend time in, what will Miami Jessica sound like in six months? I think I'll probably just be fluent in Spanish by then. Uh, aren't you fancy? It all depends on where you end up living, I think, right? <laughs> like what kind of vibe you'll have around you. I mean, if you live like Southwest, then you'd pick up like a Miami accent. But if not, you'd probably just kind of pick up I don't know, like a young professional accent or like people that have moved to Miami accent. Is that different than how I sound now? Well, I don't think <laughs> I don't think your accent will change moving to Miami. Billy, like you and I have accents. I know. Yeah. I didn't know that until I spent a summer interning in Washington, D.C. and I was told that I had an accent and I had no idea. I don't hear any accent from either of you. Well, we're on Zoom. Uh, this is from at Matt S. Cardinal. What is your favorite segment bit from the show? Ooh, I mean, I can't wait to fist fight Peepo. Pippo. She said it wow. right the first time. Wow. Peepo. It sounded funny coming out, though. That's what, what Pippo? Pippo. It sounded kind of cute. I will say the peak, <laughs> the, the, the peak of Peepo was that Notre Dame game. Also, yeah. one of the peaks of my life was that Notre Dame game. Holy okay. shit, was that fun. Enough. One of the best in-person sporting events I've ever, I've ever been to. And also, on top of that, <laughs> One of the greatest screen grabs I've ever seen is the girl in the Notre Dame supporter section putting her fingers in her ears because it was so loud at Hard Rock Stadium. That is one of my favorite sports images of all time. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to learn quickly living down here, especially during college football season. Like There are lots of peoples down here. Yeah, don't don't wear that Notre Dame shirt outside. Yeah, like that is not be, a be, one. People is not a character. It's a yeah, accurate representation. A and only ten percent of them went to Miami. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's being, high. That's being kind. <laughs> yeah, that's high. And it's more like two percent. If we're being fair, though, a lot of Notre Dame fans are Subway alumni, and they are not Notre Dame grads. But I embrace them because the more the merrier hop on the Notre Dame bad wagon what a nice attitude to have that's not the attitude people have around here if you root for the canes around here and you didn't go there you get shamed all right let's try and get through as many questions as possible here rat-a-tat-tat then we got to close on a big one this is from at mole rat 87 who has the best chicken nuggets in the game I couldn't tell you. I haven't had a chicken nugget in years. Ridiculous. Preposterous. On a scale of one to Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> how douchey was it when Chris Whittingham told you how your last name should be pronounced? 8.5. I still don't know how it's pronounced, by the way, because I think that he pronounced it differently than you said how it's supposed to be pronounced. Smetano. And I, I also, like, no offense, I've kind of given up on trying to learn. I feel like I'm just going to call you Jessica anyway, so it's fine. Smetano. Smetano. Do you want to be called Jessica or Jess? Because I've heard people call you Jess, and I don't know if that's just like a comfort level that people have decided that they have with you and they give you that nickname or if that's something that people call you. I don't care. I don't have a preference on my first name. What about Jay? My dad calls me Jay, I was about to say. I like Smets. Smetty. Your your name does offer lots of nickname opportunities. 
Jessica. JS is a good one, too. All right. There you go. Uh, who is your favorite Chicago athlete of all time? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Anthony Rizzo. Who is your favorite music wow. artist that you've seen live? Kings of Leon. If you could punch one Teletubby, which one would it be and why? All of them at once. <laughs> wow. Uh, you've lived in both places, so we need to know the answer to the most important question. New York or Chicago-style pizza? Chicago. Oh, no. No shit. All right, Billy, tell, 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 her, tell her why she's wrong. I don't want I to. I know. I've, I've heard it. I know I know your side already. We don't need to. I don't want to argue with you. Yeah, again. no. It's just horrible. So you'd really, you'd, really rather have, you'd really rather have a Chicago-style pizza pizza than a New York-style pizza pizza. I love Chicago pizza. You just said pizza. that. Did she stutter? Oh, no, but like, you stutter. I, I, I need, to, you, I need to double verify. I need to be like the recap show when you log into a website. I need you to, I need you to click on the stoplights for me. Are you a robot? This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, here's something some people have told me. They told me that I didn't actually eat Chicago pizza, that I ate like a touristy version of Chicago pizza. Giordano's? Did you do Giordano's? <sighs> I, I don't remember where it was. I don't think it was Pizzeria Uno, but I could be wrong. I don't know where I went. I don't know where I went, but like the the Uber driver, we were going to go somewhere, if I remember correctly. And he's like, you need to go to this place instead. We're like, okay, sure. Like we went there. And I just remember thinking like, mm, not for me, which is fine. You know, everybody has different I, tastes. Is it the I fork and think- knife, Billy? Like, is it just the idea that you're eating it not in your traditional style? I'll eat a Chicago pizza with my hands. That's such BS that you have to use a fork and knife. Pick that baby up, put it in your face. Well, that's the thing. It's like picking I was, up a newborn was, child. Like, how could you possibly pick up a piece of Chicago-style pizza? <laughs> I was served a pizza in a pot, like a like personal yeah. like pot, and you I probably couldn't... have to let it set. Right? You probably have to let it set a little bit before you can pick it up. No. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the 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 key. And I know there's someone on this podcast that hates leftovers, so please don't reply to this. This isn't for you. Get a Lou Malnati's Chicago-style pizza. Eat a piece for dinner. The next morning. Put it in the fridge, whatever. Next morning, take it out of the fridge cold. The cheese is cold. The sauce is cold. The crust is like, it's so good cold the next morning. It's oh, the best. Oh, my God. This sounds, sounds horrific. So good. Oh, pizza. Now, this is the last one, and you know this is where <laughs> okay. this is closing. Have you ever truly recovered from the insane vitriol of the Carrie Underwood thing? Now, the tweeter sent it with every letter other than C and U with asterisks, and I thought that this is a rude word, so it took me a second to understand what this was but the Carrie Underwood thing what happened tell us about it and the subsequent reaction I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time for this full story but essentially in 2018 there was a decision at made at NBC to change the uh you know pre Sunday night football song from waiting all day for Sunday night which everyone loves to the game on version which was universally despised so All season long, people were talking about how much they hated Game On. It wasn't like a unique take to make. This was also the same season where Chris Collinsworth was being called out for his little slide situation. So I very innocuously, so I thought, tweeted one night about how I thought that the Chris Collinsworth slide thing was a distraction that NBC decided to make to distract people from how bad the new song was. Because right after Game On, he would do his little slide, right? So I tweeted about that. I didn't even say the C word, C-A-R-R-I-E, that is, and did not mention her, just said the song, you know, wasn't as good as last year. Didn't say it was bad, whatever. The next morning I wake up, I get out of the shower, look at my phone. I have a quote tweet from that celebrity 
telling me that I don't I don't know the exact wording, but it was essentially she's really proud of the work she does with NBC Sunday Night Football, and she really appreciates when women support other women. Oh no! She hit you with it. She hit you with it. <laughs> so I was essentially called out for being a shitty bad feminist i hate other women even though i really didn't even mention her name didn't chris do you have do you have yeah the tweet i have up? the tweet i have the tweet it's from read, at read carrie underwood on december the 17th 2018 hey i know my music isn't for everyone but i love what i do and i love being a part of at snf on nbc heart emoji i am one lucky lady i also love women who build other women up just saying thumbs up oh she was pissed at you Ooh. So she has 8 million Twitter followers. At this point in my life, I am 24 years old. I have a producer job at Sports Illustrated. I have like 10,000 Twitter followers. So her 8 million fans just went after me immediately. Like I was not even dry from my shower. And I had people in my mentions telling me like basically fuck off. You can bleep that out. Sorry. And no, there's no bleeping. I'm surprised that's my first swear on, on any of these shows so far. I'm pretty proud of myself. But anyway, so yeah, it was it was like harassment campaign against me. So then I was like, what do I even do? So I replied to her and I was like, oh my God, like, no, I'm sorry. Big fan of your music or something. Just trying to be like, delete your tweet. Like it wasn't a personal attack, but like, obviously I in retrospect, I sh- should have doubled down, but I was not like... That's what I would do now. At, at the time, I was like a scared 24-year-old, like, what the fuck? Carrie Underwood fans are, like, going to murder me in my sleep tonight. They came after me. They commented on my Instagram. They told me I was ugly. They said I looked like a donkey. They just, like, shit all over my life for two days, and then it was over. And it was the weirdest two days of my life, all because I said Game On wasn't as good as Waiting All Day for Sunday Night, which is true, an objectively true statement. So how yes, do you feel about Carrie Underwood's music? Do you actually like it? Or did you just say that to kind of try to put an end to the situation? So at the time, I did like Carrie Underwood. I liked the one song where she beats the shit out of her ex-boyfriend's car. That was fun. Um, so I was a little hurt that I was like, wow, this person with this huge platform is coming after me. And well, I, I mean, like, you, what a- you kind of started it, though. I did, but like... I think if you're someone who's like extremely wealthy and famous, you have a somewhat of an obligation to understand that you can create harassment for other people who might not be wealthy and famous. And I don't know, I just feel like when you have that many followers, it's kind of like a, you should be a little bit more responsible about what you're instructing your followers to do when you tweet and attack someone. And also create this like false argument that like if you say someone's music is bad that means that you don't support other women when did you decide you hated women (laughs) i guess i guess that moment yeah this is like a barman situation i feel like this was ultimately good for you you probably how many followers oh my god you you probably gained followers you probably probably did because i look it's been somewhat unsaid Chris getting fired, he gained like 10,000 followers Thank in like you. a day. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Right. Hey, you Wait a second, Billy. Are you trying to contend now that Chris getting fired was a good thing? I mean, he got us $50 I million dollars in it. I don't think I would work at the Levitard show if Chris didn't get fired. So it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to my career. Thank, Thank you, you, Chris. I mean, Thank, Thank you, Chris. Chris. You're welcome. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. 
You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house and I brought some friends over and we enjoyed the best light beer because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.